The horses don't win the medals, which no, is fucked the up. The guy does, the like, little man who sits. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm the little man who sits. <laughs> the man who sits. I'm the little man who sits I upon the horse. I mush for a while. For a it feels like it should be in a Monopoly piece. A little man <laughs> sitting. Yeah, it's when people <laughs> adorning him with <laughs> ribbons A and tiny medals. gentleman sitting down. <laughs> I saw the Monopoly car the other day. What is that? Just mean? right out the corner here. Whoa, what, what Monopoly car? Like I'll the show you. The car that you play in as it... Okay. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Came to race, life. Race car, baby. Was there a little old man with a top hat in there? Yeah. Your Uncle Money Penny? <laughs> Did he do that That joke where he puts the dollar bill on the on the fishing line? Yeah, no, that guy. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, I'm looking at this. This is the Monopoly car. Right, spot on. driving right here on the north side. Yeah. That car is an anti-abolitionist. <laughs> that, that, s- that is a racism mobile. <laughs> Did you see that shit? <laughs> that car is like what's that? that can we show me that guy again one more Did time? Did you like squeaky, squeaky, rub your eyes to make sure I, you were seeing? I, well, I was going to get coffee too, so I was tired. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this guy looks like the big, like, like the dude from the Big Lebowski too. Wait, let me see. It's, you almost always that is like a like a young dirtbag kind of guy. <laughs> it's not at all. I mean, he does look racist. <laughs> yeah, but, but a different type. He looks like a different. He looks Joe Dirt racist. He's like he does look racist. Yes. <laughs> It looks like a witch, sent, like someone sentenced him to drive this car. He doesn't look <laughs> happy to be doing it. Well, now we have to tweet out this fucking picture. Yeah, I would people be, know. All right. I would be brimming. Well, usually it's like Ow. the oldest dude driving one of those cars, and it's like, okay, buddy, you you beat life. You drive a fast car to the grave. How did this guy make his money? Did he sell manure until he was rich? Like, I kind of don't know how much money that car really costs. I don't know if they're expensive or free. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it does feel that way. Yeah. It feels like you either paid out the nose or the government's subsidizing you driving it. Yeah, or it's like, <laughs> you're doing a public good, sir. Please take our money. Yeah. Well, it's like the inheritance thing that like everyone fought not to get. <laughs> it's like oh, it's been I, under a tarp for sixty years. Boy, one time. So this would have been in twenty fifteen when it was like the when Back to the Future two, the day that that takes place, when that happened like five or six years ago, I went to a screening of Back to the Future two, the only time you'll ever see just that movie in the theaters. And there was a guy there with a DMC DeLorean who was just like, Picking up this is my day. <laughs> I've waited so long. You know how long I've been just a weird guy who bought the Back to the Future car and tonight is my chance to get out and see the world, baby. <laughs> Didn't like Mike Joho buy one for a minute? Doesn't that seem <laughs> like it seems, fits? It seems right. What? I don't know. No, I don't right. know. There's only like Someone, 30 of them in the world. I remember seeing one in the uh, the parking ramp by the club, and I thought we knew who had it. Maybe not. A DeLorean? A DeLorean? Like a... Like mm-hmm. Like a we, I've probably we seen 10 in my car? life. Like the yeah. wingling doors. Yeah. The DeLorean. The, I do you think know it's more than 30, s- but that's a lot. You do know because the slats on the back or the window or whatever. 
I love to think of the guy who doesn't even know about the Back to the Future connection. Yeah, he's just like you're like, do you have a flux capacitor in there? He's like, what? No, what are you talking about? It's just just a cool look, car. Look, it gets me from point A to point B. <laughs> all right, I'm just <laughs> trying to sell my car. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking life one day at a time. A guy that doesn't know what cars are worth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he paid through the. That, I feel like the internet. Have you ever gone? So I've gone online to look I've at been, like I've been on there once or twice. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, then not, this I'm is for you, Cosmo. You look at. But you'll go to like buy a book that's like twenty dollars, and then you'll see okay, someone selling it. To this. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, books, the theory, money. There's a lot. Buying an expensive book. Go on. Expensive. It's twenty dollars <laughs> price for a book. I, okay. You're really calling well, yourself from out here. Different backgrounds. Go ahead. Adam. Okay. It's an investment in yourself, Cosmo. You pay the twenty dollars. You get the knowledge, and then but... you learn the bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> But someone will post the $20 book for like $2,000. And it's like, you know, they do that because someone somewhere must accident like a just, bot. Like, I don't. Can you just get a, a blind click in the dark to pay like two grand for a $20 book? That one. I mean, it's all it's just a, a moving d- decimal place. That's all it takes for me to buy. Uh, the Secret Life of Bees for two thousand dollars. I feel like you could really, you could really argue that to that charge on your car. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I'd be too embarrassed. Yeah, I no, I, I meant to do that. <laughs> I, I love Terabithia. <laughs> Someone I went to high school with was selling like self help classes, totally unqualified, um, just kind of a kook. But he charged like two thousand dollars. And you know, once someone does that, it's like your scam worked. Well, it's like... Also, it seems exclusive then. I mean, is then, if you have one student who's paying $2,000 to learn advice from you, is your advice then just try to get someone else? Yeah, well, it seems like It seems like you're searching for like a dangerous protege. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like someone who will follow you into the dark uh-huh. at that and, price point. And finance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? how do you get started in the motivational speaking circuit? I think you just wear really tight it's, shirts. It's, it's more of like... <laughs> life coach than motivational boy i don't know i could i could go on for hours about this guy well it's i don't a fascinating character i would love to hear it let's do why don't you lead a loser workshop hmm. this week and tell me just about this <laughs> oh. guy you know this podcast should just end in like classes <laughs> well, now we're workshop. becoming this is we're becoming these motivational <laughs> yeah man i want two thousand dollars yeah dude i'll I do would, anything i would literally <laughs> the things i would do for two thousand dollars i shouldn't say on microphone yeah i mean literally so illegal some of the things i would do. how much less valuable an hour of my time is than to like, like the <laughs> amount of hours i put into getting two thousand dollars it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> it's quite a few well yeah tell us your exact <laughs> hourly rates i make sixty dollars that's not true <laughs> wait but you didn't even say in what amount of time you've make never 60 made sixty dollars <laughs> look I, one day maybe i'm renegotiating my contract Oslo, Oslo's finances are constantly he can't afford twenty dollar books but maybe has thousands of dollars coming in every day <laughs> look we've all got areas of our life we're mysterious here joey no one knows what he does cosmo no one knows how much money he has me no one knows how strong I really am. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mental strength, an internal strength. And our fans, we we, we don't know uh, what you're all about, but we know you tuned in for the American Journal of Losers. There it hey. is. Oh, I'll breathe a sigh of relief when I you kinda, finally introduced the podcast. I a little bit forgot we were doing that. <laughs> like, hello. We often sit around a table and just... And, 
Yeah. Very close proximity. Yeah. This is a smaller table than I'd feel comfortable sitting around in a normal. We somehow, I feel like we've grown closer together. And I mean this in a literal physical way. It feels like I'm closer to both of you. We're holding hands like a seance. Yeah, but usually I'm reaching my arm, arm out a little bit more. Yeah. Do heartbeats or, sync up? Yeah, like, like heartbeats sync up. Like menstrual cycles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't uh, going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> I also don't think they do. All right. <laughs> what? Well, I, think, I believe ours have. <laughs> That's when you fall in love, it skips a beat and you yeah. sync up. <laughs> you die for one quick little second. I feel like if you spoon long enough, your heart beats get on the same. Although it's got to pump different blood. No, Maybe not. No, no. Also, I'm way more excited to spoon than yeah, she is, yeah, so my yeah. heart's going much faster. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I take it all back. Yeah. If your bar- hearts were sinking, were beating in sync, you would be shaking. The bed would be, <laughs> yeah, the bed yeah. would be unsustainable. Do you hear your heart beat every second of every... <laughs> if there were two or three, uh, you don't know my life. Yeah. <laughs> feeling, feeling and hearing your heart is terrifying. Do you hate that? I hate that. Yeah. When you really that, feel it working. Yeah. Anything that reminds me that I'm just like a bunch of like moving goo. Uh-huh. Oh boy, like you're gonna about... you're gonna hate this <laughs> okay. episode of the American Journal of Lupus. All right, guys. take it away, pal. All right. So we've done a lot. We talked last three episodes, we've done like William Henry Harrison, Pete Best, Lester Hemingway. Who? It's been all these like I've never heard of these people. Who? It's been all these like <laughs> extraordinary guys. We're recording this out of order because we doesn't know who have any of these. What? <laughs> We're actually recording this in March of 2021. <laughs> I hope nothing w- of 2020. <laughs> I hope nothing weird happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just talk about a lot about these like extraordinary losers, you know, mm-hmm. people who live these lives that are like remarkable in some way. But the truth is, there's a little loser in all of us, wouldn't you say? Is this no. the personal beef episode? No, no, no. You're gonna okay. make me admit that I'm a loser, and then <laughs> the episode's gonna end. <laughs> well, unless you've had some sort of. Unless you're not telling me something about your past, all three of us have this loser inside of us. <laughs> okay, okay. It's located in the the lower right quadrant of the of the sort of torso area. Oh, mm. it's at the end of the large intestine. It's a it's a two to three inch okay. long tube. Would a twenty dollar book have it? <laughs> it might. It might if it were nonfiction. <laughs> okay. I what if I also? I you know what. Maybe that was the way I should have padded this episode out. Was by also including book appendices. <laughs> No, today's loser is the human appendix. Fascinating, (laughs) doctor. (laughs) Interesting. You see how I was like, hey, guys, can you maybe just bring some uh, some energy, some stories to this one? Okay. The little engine that, the little, the little, (laughs) I I think of it as a smaller liver. Is that correct? The little Uh, liver that kid? Functionally, no. (laughs) (laughs) But in spirit? (laughs) I'll say no. Okay. What do you guys know about the appendix? Please. That's it. Oh, oh, just uh-huh. that. <laughs> uh, I know it maybe once served a purpose. I kind of picture it like a like a the trap on a drain. Does it catch, <laughs> if you swallow a screw? Does it just stay down there? <laughs> it does have like a. It does have like a. If you were like traveling down the intestines, you could take a wrong turn into the appendix. Oh, and you'd have to go like, like a, oh, I gotta go. It's like oh. a bad neighborhood. <laughs> it's like a dead end. Yeah. And trust me, Miss Frizzle would take a wrong <laughs> yeah, turn. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmo, what do you know? Don't just piggyback off of Adam's answer. I want new facts. I know that it does nothing good, but can explode and kill you. <laughs> yes. I, know, I know that the much. Spleen can explode. Does the appendix explode? That's what appendicitis is, I believe. Yes. Well, it's when so- that thing starts popping off. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. We'll get to appendicitis in a second. Here. Okay. 
Do you have questions about other organs? Because I do not know the answer. I got some questions about the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Not the time. (laughs) I guess we should say at the top right here, the three of us are doctors and everything we say is both factual and you should use it as advice in your own life. What is What is the opposite of the red, the red yarn zone? The red tape zone, <laughs> where you as know we something, mistakenly just, call it every time. <laughs> where we know a fact. Yeah, exactly. Where you know a fact for sure. Uh-huh. I think we should call this Adam's Corner. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Okay. Okay. So do you have something? Oh, no. Oh, no. We're just doctors. We're just oh, everything. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've taken the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. I, I, we've never done any harm. Doesn't the Hippocratic Oath kind of sound like they're being like kind of a little hypocritical about it? But it's like, you can, you take the shot. <laughs> Wait, so it's first... Oh, do, I have cancer and you don't. Sorry. It's first, do no harm. What's second? What's next? Do you no know harm. Don't talk about doctors. Don't talk about being a doctor. <laughs> uh, number one rule is have fun. <laughs> number three. No the number three rule There's is... No I in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Should I look up the Hippocratic Oath? Yeah, right. right. Well, now we gotta. Yeah. We already revealed that we're padding time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna go like, this is gonna be like a, a 90 minute episode. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ, we did not shut up. The Hippocratic Oath. Is in a- Which was established like when or where? One of the W's. The Y? Why? I get the Y. Yeah. Hmm. How, how? One of the W's. How? <laughs> uh, I swear to fulfill the best of my ability and judgment this covenant. Ugh. Dude, people love to having creeds and being in covenants. Dude, we should have a covenant for this podcast. <laughs> we just have like a kind of a gen. I would call what we have a gentleman's agreement on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, kind of a. But if we had a covenant, <laughs> I'd be like, no, you have to record today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we signed a covenant. We did that weird handshake where we grabbed forearms. <laughs> I will not be ashamed. <laughs> now, wait, hold on. Is this real? I will not be ashamed to say I know not. <laughs> I will nor will I fail to call in my colleagues when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery first of all I could a lot of my medical experiences have not featured a doctor who's like yeah, I don't know it's, it's- uh if that's in there and I had a friend that was a doctor, I would be mentioning that all the time. <laughs> like, hey Hippocratic Oath don't be afraid to say don't you don't be afraid, know man. Man. It's, it's not like don't say you know when it's, you don't it's just it's like don't be never afraid. feel shame <laughs> you don't have to you're taking a pledge that's like you will never make me feel bad about not knowing this <laughs> the more i'm looking at it the more i'm like well they don't actually have to take this do they <laughs> i think they do but but do to whom well they're part of the covenant <laughs> <laughs> the fucking from halo society <laughs> is that not a word that's a, is that not an outside of halo word <laughs> I could try. We could probably trick you into thinking that yeah, Halo really, invented the word covenant. Moments from believing it. <laughs> All right, you guys want to uh, pop, uh, pop a little pop a little appendix in our muscles? Uh? Yeah, I, w- I would love to know what uh, what will someday kill me. <laughs> it, the now ticking it, time bomb. The survival rate of appendicitis is very high. Okay, that's oh. now. Now, no. now, there was a whole Wikipedia of people who died by appendicitis. Okay. Famous people or just scrub, yeah, scrub people, nobodies? People who had Wikipedia pages. But as I discovered in researching this, having uh, a Wikipedia page doesn't mean there's something funny I yeah. can tell my friends about. I don't know, a mm-hmm. podcast. They're like generous that. of those. Yeah. So the appendicitis test uh, is the, the rebound test, right? That's not the split. That's, uh, yeah, I, th- okay. I think that's what you're So thinking. you push in and like it might hurt, but it hurts more when you release. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when it really hurts. Interesting. We'll get yeah, to well. There's actually a, uh, I'll just jump ahead to this. There's actually a point scoring system, which is not, a, I didn't realize that. Oh, oh yeah. I, I got can 10, win 10, at 10, appendicitis. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that they, this is how they actually diagnose things. Uh, sorry, let me get the name. There's for just it. like three diving judges <laughs> in the hospital. It's called the, the Avarado test. 
Uh, and it is basically like a buzz or like a, not I like a buzz, to take the Amaretto test and I get a buzz on that. You know what I mean? No, I was going to say BuzzFeed quiz. It's more like a Cosmo quiz, a Cosmopolitan <laughs> quiz <laughs> yes, yes, yes. where it's like, if you, answer, if you answered yes to all these questions and you get 10 points, that w- means you have the most dependent science. <laughs> I would call what Cosmo does more as riddles <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. or conundrums. You want to pass under my bridge. You know? I think Cosmo is a dilemma. <laughs> That's more <laughs> Cosmo's <over>. dilemma. <laughs> Cosmo's paradox. <laughs> All right, so it's got, it's the appendix. It's sometimes called the vermiform appendix because vermiform. I'll call it that less. <laughs> vermiform <laughs> sometimes means, too much. It means worm-like. Oh, verm. Uh, <laughs> that's like verm-like. varmint to me. <laughs> that's so mean. If if you only have one appendix <laughs> to clarify that it's the worm-like one, <laughs> like, that's like that's like a mean nick. But Cosmo's a little wormy. It's like shaped like a pinky finger. Okay, it is smaller than I initially was. I was just it's real tiny yeah picturing your it's the tail the vestigial tail of the uh small intestine the bit large intestine but yeah oh it's in the shit intestine <laughs> that really changed i thought that really changed your world to learn that yeah a little bit <laughs> it's at the it's where the large meets the small at the cecum okay the cecum yeah okay wait so it's so it goes large intestines little finger like worm appendix then smallest they like attack no no the cosmos going up Cosmo's going the suppository You're going up. Okay, direction. yeah. You're going from the rectum up, and I, I guess, guess that's true. You're going, I don't know which is which, really. You're going the way Miss Frizzle refused. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much we asked. In the new reboot, they're too soy boy to go up Arnold's rectum. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, Arnold of, of the show Arnold? Did they do a crossover? Hey, are you picturing Hey Arnold? Wasn't that that's the, kid the one. That, wasn't that the kid that fucking dies on Pluto? Or am I, what's that kid's <laughs> I name? I don't know what we're talking about. Is that kid's name not Arnold? Are you know. telling me in Magic School Bus they go up someone's Someone ass and dies? He dies? <laughs> no, uh, no, no. He goes to Pluto in the Planets episode and he takes off his helmet and he freezes to death. Do they? Whoa. And there's a really back? funny vine of a guy being like, "No, he's dead. <laughs> he's fucking dead." <laughs> I don't remember go. that. Right into the microphone for that. Yeah. No, no, no. I got you. Uh, well, no one. There's just no way to know what this character's name was, and All no right. one's gonna correct okay. me. Okay. Well, that's. <laughs> This is going to be the most error-riddled episode of the American Journal of Losers to date. I've already gotten so much wrong. Yeah. We've barely started. We've we've done so little to start. But also, as I said, not a lot going on in this one. Okay. So there's a little three-way intersection of sorts. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Jealousy meets desire. There's like, you're going one way. A love triangle. Yeah. yeah. You're going. shit tubes. (laughs) You're going one way down the intestines and you see a turn. You're like, oh, it's over this way cul-de-sac cul-de-sac gotta turn back around that's the appendix baby mm-hmm. okay uh that's what it is the egyptians are the ones that call it the worm thing the egyptians love they dissecting each other oh yeah that's what all the mummy jars are about man um, they're always yank it all out i didn't know they did jars yeah but they, they just wrapped you up well they wrap well, they up, yank it out of they first. take everything out they and put that in a fancy jar mm-hmm. oh but they yeah. famously didn't know what any of the shit did like, <laughs> they're, just, they're just looking at it like what <laughs> Well, the idea is like, well, Pharaoh's going to need this in the afterlife, yeah, so you put yeah. it into a jar. And then, but they didn't think the brain was important. That's kind of yeah. the famous thing about the Egyptians. Incredible. They, they were just like heart right in the middle. Got to be. <laughs> this has got to be the, this mud the king of the organs. That's so the bra- Okay. <laughs> what is it? You're acting like you'd know the brain was the thinky thing. If you oh, well, it's kind of time. like places you naturally protect. You think are important, like you. You're, they knew the heart wasn't important. You knew your organs, your heart, you cover up your genitals. I mean, they got why that was important. But like, if you get hit in the dome. <laughs> yeah, brain, brain. I feel like the, the brain doesn't look less important than like they, they the never stomach. Hit, they like, never hit a guy 
the Egyptians never hit a guy over the head with a, a cartoon two by four and watched him forget yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think they'd know. You'd think they would know with all their Abbott and Costello hijinks. Yeah. Into, but apparently, they built the freaking pyramids. There was never any accidents. They were totally OSHA compliant. But <laughs> Yeah, what is OSHA's rule on slaves? Suspiciously quiet, yeah. Uh, And as I said, we're not talking about a guy today. What happens when you uh, try to do an episode about an organ is that you end up finding a bunch of guys who would maybe have one weird thing to talk about it. So our first guy is Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) That's some of the earliest depictions of the appendix specifically. Did the Vitruvian man have a big or small appendix? (laughs) Or was it removed? He's, he's got all his organs inside of him. Was the Vitruvian <laughs> man supposed to be perfect? Because I feel like he wasn't. No. I think he's supposed to be like a com- at like an average composite. I think you're it's thinking, not like a guy. You're one thinking guy. of David. You're thinking of no. I know David's hot. <laughs> a little little hog on him, but <laughs> yeah, David. No, David's supposed to be the perfect man. Yes. with a little hog. But the Vitruvian man, I, I think, is like weird proportions that aren't actually like. I think it's just supposed. To, it's it was like for like medical purposes. It's just to like demonstrate a body. But like, like what? What? What purpose? This is what a guy looks like. But like, literally, that didn't exist. But okay, here's <laughs> like, like like here's the thing about all this is I straight up forgot Da Vinci was like an anatomist. Yeah, and that like thinking of him as like a a writer and painter and like and yeah, invent he was drawing fucking sketches like sci-fi ass sketches of helicopters and shit. Yeah, that's all cool. The fact that he dissected thirty bodies makes Mm. me not like him. It's weird. It's a weird hobby. But that's how he like figured he advanced medical science by by literally stealing. Wow, another cucked Da Vinci defender. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry, he's God's most powerful Italian. (laughs) 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 However. Was he he's, doing he's anything like, or just Cuomo. cutting people open and be like, no one's ever seen it. So technically I'm advancing <laughs> when you're at zero. You don't I have mean, to do much to advance. That is it. fair. But like you do got to see it. I'm, I, like, I'm all for like this period. I'm all for it. No, I think it's interesting <laughs> when science was like this weird leisure class activity when it was just like, well, I don't have to worry about dying from poverty. I might as well get real into knowing what the human body's yeah, made yeah, out of. For sure. But for some reason, maybe this is the, the little puritanical boy inside of me. I think it's icky when people cut open bodies. I don't oh, like yeah. I don't like uh, God's creation. I think it's yucky, and I don't like looking inside of the human body. Well, God made it in his image, so God, too, is yucky. God's full of goo. Mm-hmm. It's funny to be like a very like a sensitive little poet boy who's also like hacking at corpses. <laughs> yeah, at you night. have to really saw to open up a corpse. Yeah, they don't want, they want to stay close. <laughs> yes, people, that's what you have to understand is that you can't just like delicately open up a corpse. You have to like, sh- sh- I've been working on the rail road. Yeah, have you ever seen those plastic surgery videos? Well, I got my, where I got, they, where they, they stuff breast implants in like they're trying to like pack a giant snake into a giant can of peanut brittle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, like they're like, compacting the springs to put sh- new shocks on a car. Wait, are we, are you just watching breast implant? Are you, yeah. What? Okay, actually. Yeah. Wait, are you? This is what going to be one of the weirdest cancels of all time. You've it's never flipped channels can- and watched these shows where they just show plastic I, surgery? I feel like these are internet videos you're coming on by mistake. You're looking up big boobs. You know I don't up. watch anything. Yeah, and you look up big boobs and you love how to see the sausage gets made. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I got my I got my wisdom teeth out a couple of months ago with like local anesthetic, so I was awake, and it is sh- mm, it is rough. Sh- it is shocking how like s- how little surgery has advanced. Like it is just yanking. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a lot of yanking. No, I did. Uh, no. Did you do the gas? Because I no, no, no gas. Yes, that's no the gas. thing. I was a- just Novocaine. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was like, it, yeah, it was very unpleasant. Yeah, I did the Novocaine. Well, okay, so I did the gas because I was like, let's fucking do it. I was 17. I don't know why it. they didn't give me the gas. Yeah. That would have been much better. It's you look like you wanted it too much. Yeah. Was, you got to <laughs> play coy. <laughs> you got to be like, oh, I guess I'll try. I, I, I guess I'll try oh, getting. me? Yeah, I've never. I guess I'll try getting insanely high in a very fun way. I don't know. Yeah, they they save the good shit for the fifteen year olds who come in. I was seventeen, but I, well, I didn't mean you specifically. Uh, there was that moment where they're putting the novocaine in, which hurts like hell, and, yeah. and you're bad. like, and you're like, oh no, oh no, is this what it's gonna feel like? Yeah, that's the worst part of it. But all. I kept gagging part. on it too, which was very Ugh. embarrassing. Yeah, that sucks. Mm. Uh, at one point, as I was like recovering, just waiting there with my mouth bleeding open, I started singing along to a song on the radio. Where is the love by the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> I that is a powerful moment. Well, I, re- I later realized that uh, the radio was not playing in that room. I was uh, you, uh, hell yeah, dude! I was singing the song. Acapella. I was singing the song that was in my heart. Yeah, that was that was the angel on your shoulder. The the nurse asked me. She said, "Do you make jokes when you're nervous?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, all right, <laughs> the joke is up here." Yeah, more more. Do you get nervous when you tell jokes? Yeah, that might be it. that might be it. The yin and yang. Yeah. Have you guys uh, been on drugs for surgeries and uh, I don't know, kind of acted a little fool of made a little fool of yourself? Uh oh, you get some girl's number. Yeah, you guys don't don't, don't do that. Your mind. <laughs> No, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would never, sir. <laughs> well, I want to first say, well, my brother's wisdom teeth, since we're on that, my dad picked him up after, and they pulled up. He had his mouth, mouth full of bloody gauze, yeah, but his yeah, mouth yeah. was closed. He pulled up next to some woman, and she looked over and smiled at my brother, and then my br- brother smiled back, and it became apparent he had a mouth full of bloody gauze. <laughs> quite, quite a scene. <laughs> Well, but yeah, I just said, I've said, I've said, I've said shit. <laughs> High on drugs. Yeah. You know, like, well, uh, is it time is so for... close to the surface. It just <laughs> takes like the, so little to get him to come out. Yeah, just harmless stuff. Like, ooh, is it time for my sponge bath? There stuff is, like that. Oh boy. There is stuff. There is something about like, yeah, but when they're fucking blazed out of their, like, you can't be like, ah, yeah, you, whatever. Yeah. You see the videos of the, of the people like, like proposing to their doc, their <laughs> dentist and stuff it happens i think you get a pass yeah for some of it if you had a ring in your pocket i do think you would propose to your dentist <laughs> well what's crazy is you brought the ring <laughs> yeah yeah it's like, like was hmm. this were you marrying someone else <laughs> <laughs> i was planning on it and then i was like i have to get oral surgery yeah i always carry it on me just in case uh i have another reddit weird renaissance guy following up to da vinci well, wait, you, you didn't guys... say anything about da vinci you just said he him. was one of the first guys to write it down and here's another important okay. guy who Did actually he... Who named uh import well it's it's from Latin, so Walter right. Jonathan Appendix. <laughs> uh, there's a another man named I'm just gonna you just gotta let me have this one. Jacobo Berengiano de Carpi. Okay. okay. Another Renaissance guy who was uh, he cl- he claimed to have dissected seven hundred bodies, who Ugh. was more important in like it naming it and describing it. It yeah. feels like no one would be capable of getting permission for all seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that was a thing that because it was like weird and frowned upon, they well, were just stealing bodies. Well, this was the Renaissance where there were more enlightened attitudes about that. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of bodies. She was there's, stealing some of these. Bodies. There's a lot of body stealing throughout the history of medicine. It's just that this time they were. I mean, and honestly, I can see where there'd be a backlash because this guy did seven hundred. Well, that's also like, is that a thing normal doctors are doing? Like, like, like bragging about their like body count? Like, 
I've gotten into 700 corpses, <laughs> yeah, baby. Did you yeah. have to dissect stuff in school? Uh, frog. Or get to? Frog. There was, in eighth grade, we did a cow eyeball, and I, and I forced my mom to let me stay home that day. Oh. oh. Such a little squeamish baby. You didn't want to remake Unchina and Delu on your own. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> little 13-year-olds <laughs> making their avant-garde. Holy shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we did, I, in biology class, you it sound sounds like, like a saying. I made a dead cat meow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Did I tell you that? Oh, no. Wait, you take a straw voice? and you can oh, blow yeah. air through oh, the voice box. Oh, God. That yeah. is so... The I didn't think of face, it. I didn't... Little <laughs> <laughs> well, I just knew how you'd respond. And I remember all the when they did dead cat stuff in my school. <laughs> all the all, so all these like cheerleaders posting like like selfies with this, like, uh, this stiff dead cat. No. Jesus. No, we didn't have that. We weren't one of those pervert high schools. Yeah, I didn't revel in it like that, but maybe we did. I didn't take science class. Like advanced, yeah. Well, I remember that there was like a fetal shark, or there was like yeah, like a fetal. Maybe was it? There was like a a baby shark unit where people would mm. would get them and like did it did. Well, not. I mean, yeah, where they would just the whole place would smell like fish, and for like. Like two weeks, they just be yummy. The like well, Long John. Well, and then like some kids would. You went to them. Long John yeah, Silver's dude, high school. You though. Pay- <laughs> <laughs> but people would keep, would keep like like some people would be like, "Can I keep mine when I'm done?" And then they just have like a, like a jar of formaldehyde with a baby fetal shark in it. <laughs> Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Really- what if they put it under black light? Ooh, that'll be cool in college. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Imagine going to someone's dorm room in college and they have a shark fetus with a black light. Oh. Like, I think I'm gonna <laughs> back out. Bang you. No, yeah. Of course. The, the only other thing I wanted to say about Jacobo Barujanio was that he was also known for uh, the earliest treatments of the French disease, which is what they called <laughs> syphilis. Huh? That, uh, so that like dude, wu- the friend, that like Wuhan flu shit. We've been doing that for a long. Just pick a country you don't like and name a disease after. But now that would be fun again, right? Oh yeah, that would be if a we lot were of like, fun. yeah, I got the frogs disease. Why through all of history have we been like French people? Fuck, dude. Like that's like they 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 perfected the kiss. Uh, French people have been fucking for hundreds of years. But I guess I just like don't like. I'm not picturing how they're doing it so different. <laughs> also, perfected the kiss is questionable. <laughs> I mean, it is, cra- it is crazy that they get that kiss yeah. after that. Well, they also get syphilis, which is crazy too. <laughs> what STD would you want, Cosmo? Well, would I want America <laughs> on America's behalf? What I want? Uh-huh. What's the national STD? Oh, I think you. Have, I think it's state by state. Okay, <laughs> I think. I think uh, you gotta think like three of them. Wisconsin is pubic okay. ticks. <laughs> pubic ticks. <laughs> I'm so comfortable backing out of this bit. This is one of the worst places we've found ourselves. Oh, it's only gonna get worse from here. Okay, so let's talk about the actual people have been describing this shit. Like, hey, there's the appendix. They don't know what anything does. So it's not yeah. weird huh. that they don't know what the appendix does. <laughs> yeah, okay. But at, after, I think it makes you think and feel. <laughs> <laughs> after a while, like we're jumping ahead 400 years here. People are starting to be like, okay, what's going on with this? Yeah, thing? just fuck, cut it out of me. Let's see what happens. Char- driving the scientific community mad? <laughs> nah, probably not. Okay. <laughs> That's probably not the biggest thing on their mind. Right. Unless they were appendix doctors. <laughs> I they used to be specialists yeah. until they realized there was no need. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Charles Darwin, ever heard of this guy? A little bit. Who? He proposes in On the Origin of Species that the appendix is like the textbook example of a vestigial organ. As in like, it evolved at a certain point. And based on... So he, at the time, they only know of two other animals that have appendices. Oh, this is news to me. Apes and koalas. Okay. Now, that's not true at all. There's so many more animals that have appendix. Oh. oh. Uh, but at the time... <laughs> he almost had me. At the time, he's like, apes, koalas got... Apes got them, koalas got them, even educated with me. Uh, <laughs> He's like, okay, so this is like a remnant of when human beings were koalas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when mean, we evolved from koalas. <laughs> when we used to eat more plant based diet. I see. Yes. Right. Like, well, uh, so what factor did they think it played? So the cecum, I actually know this as a r- former rabbit owner. The cecum is actually very important for <laughs> Dude, like. You have such former rabbit owner <laughs> energy. <laughs> My God. Sometimes someone says something and just clicked. <laughs> uh, the cecum, that whole area is really important for like, that's. <laughs> so rabbits do this thing where they so you know cows have the four stomachs and they'll spit the cud back up into mm-hmm. their mouth and chew it mm-hmm. and goes down to another stomach mm-hmm. rabbits don't have that rabbits have a one-way digestive system so it comes out and they eat it again ah things called cecotrophs wait wait, wait 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 yeah they like they like puke it up and eat it again no no they oh Joey mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Joey no the thing is you never see them do it well, also I mean you, you never don't see allow, them are they ashamed right? of it <laughs> you know it's just they, they do it in the privacy of their own home. <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> are you supposed to let them do it when as a rabbit owner or are you supposed to yeah yeah sounds like that's the idea they gotta double eat and that's not and the things that you know of rabbit those little cocoa pebbles are not <laughs> those are not the red the those are final that stage. is that's the last straw <laughs> <laughs> they've added up to here <laughs> so the idea that the cecum which is like right where the appendix is if the idea that that was from <laughs> yes sometimes yeah. i'm like frustrated by like having like a, a body mm-hmm. but that i thank god we don't have to do that huh? <laughs> <laughs> that we can one time yeah, eat our they're food so cute and sometimes they do binkies great pets, i love a binky. great pets a rabbit is it binky or binny i've seen i've heard both actually okay yeah, it depends. Depends where you grew up. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. It's just a little cute little move that rabbits like. They just to do. like jump and kick for yeah joy. Yeah, oh. you gotta love it. You gotta well, love I mean, when they do it. They're so, anyway, so optimistic, even though they have to eat their own shit. <laughs> they're like, "Ooh, I can't wait yeah, to eat wow. my own shit." That's what a perspective on life. Yeah. So that's like that becomes the prevailing theory of the appendix is a fully vestigial organ. Okay. However. I legitimately did not know this until I started researching this. Okay. That's probably not true. Oh. The appendix probably does have a function. The cud thickens. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so what we, I mean, whether it evolved for this or not, here's upsetting to think. I don't like when we don't know things about the body. I don't, I understand that this is how science works and that to be like, oh, it was probably, it's probably used for this. You're fine not knowing stuff about the universe though? No, oh, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Oh, I don't even box. know how anything works, really. Yeah, I just like... It's not about me not knowing, personally. But someone should know. I take okay. a lot of solace in the idea that somebody understands yeah, what's going yeah. on. And it doesn't seem like we're 100% on the use of the appendix. But what is happening in the appendix is... And we wouldn't have known this in Darwin's time. But the, the intestines and the gut are full of these bacteria. They're called uh-huh. beneficial gut flora. Mm-hmm. Basically, shit that's good for you that Very breaks important. down. Yes. Yeah. And the appendix has like a, an extra reserve of it, but because it's oh. not in 
the large intestine itself, it's kind of a little vestige. It's kind of like a backup deposit of beneficial gut flora. Uh So that specifically, if you were to have diarrhea, the funniest (laughs) thing that is the killer of billions of people, (laughs) yeah, you could easily refill your gut with good bacteria after you recover. Wow. Yeah. I see, because they're finding, from what I understand, they're finding more and more how important that is. I've taken, I've had to take so many goddamn antibiotics in my life. I'm afraid I got no flora. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so that's why it's my kind flora's of, through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of why you could lose yours and just be totally fine. Yes. Well, but okay. in the but if you lost it and then had the wrong thing happen to you, then maybe be well. There's an argument well. to be made that post like industrial revolution that now everything is kind of clean enough and medicine is good enough that, it's that just you fine. don't. Yeah. Because oh. not only do like obviously people live just fine without their appendix uh there's also things you can do to rebuild that gut flora you guys heard of fecal transplants i, they do have, that? I have heard of this yeah and it blew my mind it's crazy that it's like not only is it a thing that exists Ugh. it's like a life-saving procedure I where you get your buddy's shit put into you <laughs> wait i don't think it's people you know <laughs> it has to be your, it has to be you know how long right? that, no no way. no i think you could go <laughs> no, michael phelps if he'd give you some has, michael i would go michael it phelps has to be shit. a stranger there's no way you can lose a dare and get your friend shit put in your stomach. Cosmo, I would, I would give you or accept shit from you <laughs> right. if I mean, it helped my <laughs> beneficial gut flow. You know what? I would, I would give it or take it. I heard, and this is... I have no bones. I would owe you a debt, and I would constantly be making jokes about how I sh- every time I shit, it's Cosmo. It's actually... I would be like, Cosmo plugged the toilet. <laughs> the, uh, I heard, and this is full red tape zone, but that they're finding like how important it they took someone and like stripped all their gut bacteria and did fecal transplants and it actually like helped a woman's schizophrenia potentially jesus like they're Christ. finding like a real connection oh with God. the gut we shouldn't be I talking think, about the body at all we don't know fucking anything yeah yeah you're right i think adam we were driving around and you told me about this and i just got real quiet i don't even, I don't even mean you i shouldn't be like hey let's have a discussion about anatomy because we clearly as a society know yes so like we're gonna talk we're gonna go jump back a hundred years also fact check me anyone on that, that was this was something i think i heard years and years ago <laughs> that's, that's sounds so fake but i just believe i mean i don't why would you sounds like someone is trying to get you to eat their shit but when you research (laughs) this there's like a lot going on with research on the gut biome right now right like that is a big field it seems like it yeah i mean it's obviously the idea our our bodies are made up of like billions or trillions of other organisms is not something i like to think about yeah it's not ideal well, I like to take full credit for this podcast. Yeah. I don't like sharing it with the two of you, <laughs> much less 70 trillion other bo- bacteria. Yeah, fair enough. Is <laughs> that splitting, the, splitting these checks? But just because the, the appendix might have a function, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to st- call it not a loser. Okay. Because what this motherfucker does is it likes to goddamn explode all the time. <laughs> does it explode because it's full of bacteria? Like- uh, so appendicitis, it's not, te- it's, it's, it can rupture. People like to say it bursts. Does it have an infection? Is that what it causes? It's then? an inflammation. Uh, actually, if some, it ruptures, it is more likely it is a blockage. Sometimes a solid piece of fecal matter, shit, read <laughs> shit, will like block the narrow entrance into the appendix and it'll just start to fill with pus or mucus. Oh Cause it like, God. yeah. And that's how it becomes inflamed. And that's when it starts to hurt. I hate bodies. There's that is so, so terrible. Well, how then, did, does, will this make you feel better? One in 15 Americans. 
will experience and never at and some point. Never me. It's <laughs> I will not allow it's that. It's 300,000 people a <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. It doesn't, it doesn't sound fun. So if it were to kill you, if you didn't seek medical attention, would it kill you because it would cause an infection? Uh, if it were to burst, it would cause an infection. Okay. And it does, and it, when people say burst, it's not like, you know, you know yeah, like here. Yeah. The burst, <laughs> a it's, little, it's more a of like a... mushroom cloud comes out of your mouth. <laughs> it's more of like a, it, it yeah, tears. It, it, yeah, ruptures. Yeah, and then, yeah, you could leak all sorts of intestinal fluid into your body. That's very bad. Well, it's you also, do not want shit where there's not supposed to be That's shit. the thing. It's also no. so weird how, like, like, every little fluid and thing in your body will kill you if it enters a different part of your body. Yeah, <laughs> I... I don't like thinking about it's it. It's such a precise. I watched so many. Also, I should say, I got so much of this information from a literal eleven-year-old Australian boy <laughs> on YouTube who was explaining this shit to me. I was like, "Is this? Is this how this works? Am I just supposed to learn from people like this?" Well, why? I feel like you depict that. <laughs> but he was explaining it to me on a level I could understand. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> had he had it done to him uh, by God, they did a little sketch at the end. He got it rupture, and they told him it's because he's eating too much grass. Because he demonstrated the grass thing at the beginning. Oh wait, wait. I'm wait. The a, kid was eating too much. That's a, a joke. It was a joke. I it see. was a, and it was a very funny, funny joke. I don't know what's happening down under. <laughs> I don't know what's happening south of the border. Uh, it's a delicacy down there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So appendicitis. It's a problem. Uh, and for a long time, people would just be like, "Damn, this hurts," and then die. Uh, <laughs> The idea that it was being caused by the appendix kind of comes about in like the 18th century. Uh, And I have two instances of the first appendectomy, uh, 1731, 1735. The 1735 one says it is the first appendectomy, but then the 1731 is also listed. So what's going on here? I will say the 1731 does sound a little bit fake because it was uh, it's in England and the surgeon's name is William Cooklesley. No, that is every guy. And he removes the appendix of a chimney sweep named Abraham Pike. (laughs) This is the most Mary Poppins ass bullshit. It sounds made up only in that I think if I were doing an improv scene where we were British. Yeah, yeah. Those are the names I might pick. I picture him not even needing it. He's just like, I'm doing research. (laughs) Chimneys, fetch the chimney sweep. They call that chimney sweep disease. Uh, I should also say, uh, both of these are surgeries done on children because children are more likely to get appendicitis. It can affect people of all ages, and it's more deadly in older people, obviously, mm. but okay. uh, younger people, like 20 and under, more li- I thought I was in the clear. At the highest risk of appendicitis. Interesting. Mm. I mean, get this. Is it because their, like, system just isn't as, like, familiar with doing shit, right? Well, there is something, one really upsetting phrase that I learned <laughs> oh, while no. doing this was moving organ. Which I didn't realize that organs were like, <laughs> yeah. Not nah, I thought yeah, they were more or less staying in the same spot. They're kind of, but they're growing, vibing. So with kids, I guess their their organs move even more. Uh, which, oh so, boy, yeah, you gotta you gotta build, buckle those things down. <laughs> yeah, you want to know something disgusting that I once found? Uh, I was looking up hangover cures, <laughs> and one thing talked about <laughs> certain stretches you could do. And they were like, kind of like this crunching. And she's like, the reason this helps is because it squeezes on your gallbladder and helps secrete more bile or something like that. Uh, and you're I was like, ring that out is the gallbladder for more. Also, bile sounds like it should never be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want have less th- bile. Have you ever thrown up bile? No. It is vile. <laughs> no. I hate that. I hate I did it too. But yeah. <laughs> it's foul stuff. 
It's I not bet. good. I, yeah, I don't know. Bile doesn't it's like yellow and doesn't green. intercept my day very often. <laughs> I want to talk You're about not the, living hard enough. I want to talk about the other supposed first appendectomy because it also just has some funny fucking names. So it's a French surgeon in England named Claudius Amiand. The patient's name was Hanville. Hanville Anderson, and he was Pam Anderson. His name was Han. His name was Hanville Anderson, and he swallowed a pen. Oh, oh boy! Dude. Yeah, every and, day. Uh, and if you Google Hanville Anderson, his whole legacy is when he was eleven years old, he swallowed a pen. That's Hanville Anderson. His whole history will forever remember Hanville Anderson as the boy who swallowed a pen. Wow, that sounds like that so much sounds like an old like like <laughs> like. It does have rolled doll vibes. Yeah, to it. yeah, yeah. What do you get when you swallow <laughs> a pen? Now I heard a thing that I was certain was misinformation but <laughs> but now might lot. be right there's a lot of this on this episode huh someone told me during a certain war oh, are you familiar Wait, with which this war were you fighting in when they told you this that the u.s like dropped supply or like intentionally loosened toothbrush bristles so that they would be swallowed and burst the appendix of their enemy <sighs> now this was a chuck fact <laughs> <laughs> this is either not true at all or it's not, or the American government did it, but it is not, does not Effective. work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, But I mean, it sounds like the pin burst this boy's appendix, right? Yeah, that's the I'm theory. telling you, it's like a, tra- a steel like trap on a sink. Eat a full toothbrush and be fine. Yeah, I <laughs> just don't. Okay, oh. that is an interesting, you mean worth of bristles? All right. You can eat stuff. Hey guys, how about this? Like, <laughs> let's, take a, been- let's take a break. Cosmo's going to eat a toothbrush. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> was that good, Cosmo? Yes. How? How's the? <laughs> what are we doing? Toothbrush. We have to pick up from the toothbrush. God, he's so comfortable eating a whole toothbrush. He doesn't even remember he just did it. Well, yeah. the, the 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 only problem was they had our toothbrush for lunch, so it's just kind of like <laughs> this, toothbrushed yeah. out. But uh-huh. <laughs> glad to be coming back. We got three more weird guys <laughs> Dude, to talk about. Most episodes we only do one weird guy. I know. Never a <laughs> I'm just realizing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> women ain't weird. Huh, yeah. The issue, look, I'll, I'll say it right now. The issue is a lot of the women that I've considered we could do losers of have been, it's more of a sad story yeah. than a fun story. Yeah. I got some I got some women lined up. Okay. But also, maybe, <laughs> hey, Cosmo, maybe, have you considered maybe women aren't losers? No. Yeah, There's no loser I, girl bosses? There's oh, we got to do some evil, girl an boss. evil girl boss. Maybe <laughs> got to do an evil girl boss. Yeah. You're right. You're right. No, there's totally plenty of women I could be doing. Can I follow up to uh, Hanville? What happened with the pin? Did he su- have a successful appendectomy? That was a successful appendectomy, and that was the second they one. They don't they don't count the ones where the patient <laughs> die <laughs> as the first appendectomy. I see. Oh yeah, <laughs> doesn't that make not sense? as the first. As, not as well, the first. To be fair, we we transitioned into appendectomies from guys just cutting people open for fun. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe they were counting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like oh, the first appendectomy, I ripped open this guy's guts like a Jackie Chan. Imagine movie. being so bored, you're like, yeah, I'll go digging around in there. <laughs> There's no TV, man. Yeah, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, one more, a very important figure in the history of the appendectomy, in terms of developing it as we know it, is Charles McBurney, who's a New York City sur- surgeon who is just like the guy who wrote the book on how to do an appendectomy. And this is before like laparoscopic surgery. So you were just opening the whole body up yeah. mm-hmm. to do it. <laughs> Putting your head in there. Yelling. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, he's he's known for that. He's also known, and this is what you get when you do a bunch of weird guys on Wikipedia. He's also known for introducing the concept of wearing gloves during surgery. Oh boy, that's huge. That's, <laughs> big. that's very. I really appreciate that. Were they giving antibiotics before that? Uh, Did they know their hands were dirty and they were correcting for it? They were a very, they just were killing everyone. They were kind of tangentially aware of sepsis at this point. Yeah. It was like just a new idea. Uh, in the 1890s, James Garfield, the president, famously died of sepsis. And so people were like, maybe there's something going on here. And speaking of presidents, uh, McBurney, this guy, is actually on the team that administers for William McKinley after he gets shot. Okay. He's looking out for the septic stuff. a crack shot. And he, he is like the highest profile doctor, so everyone's always going to him for the quotes. And he's like, McKinley's doing great. McKinley's going to pull through. Does not pull through. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Famously just whiffs that one. Do you guys know about... about the uh, there's a famous surgery from like the 1800s that has the highest fatality rate ever at it's 300 percent oh jesus wait because no, how did, what does that mean? I, see, I'm not, killed, every time they did the surgery it killed two other no, it people wasn't, as it well wasn't like, surgeon it wasn't, no, it's not, it wasn't that procedure well, anyone had that, that watched one, had to die this one time it had a three I'm, I don't know enough of these uh, hmm. facts to bring this up at all. But, but, but like, oh, welcome to the Joey role. There was like a I, this. I think this is true. There was like yeah. There was like this doctor who's his whole like claim to fame was how fast he could do surgeries. He was like really speed running this stuff. <laughs> and I think that he like made an incision so quickly that he accidentally cut off like a nurse's like finger jesus christ and it was so bloody and shocking that apparently the two the person on the table died that night the person who got the finger cut died like eventually of infection and then a nurse died of shock from watching it <laughs> <laughs> which i guess that happens or did i don't know like, i don't know what that means something the world was, was more shocking she was like then. in a corset and hadn't eaten for yes, yeah, days yeah. Or well, something. check the show notes because if that's a thing i'm putting them in there. yeah i yeah, think okay. i read that the thing that caused somewhere read somewhere uh, <laughs> now you know what it's like to be i know me. dude i wish i was you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't know. <laughs> it is a Friday. We're recording this one on a Friday, and we are drinking. <laughs> spooky Friday, nevertheless. A spooky, spooky Friday. Yeah. Ooh, this is the Spooky Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're taking old Hemingway's advice. We're podcasting drunk, <laughs> editing high on uppers. <laughs> 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 All right. So I wanted to end on a story of a guy who performed an appendectomy on himself. Ooh, the incredible. issue is I found three guys that perform. Yeah, people be doing that people shit. People do. Okay. Are these doctors who are like, no one can do it like I can do it? Uh, no, these are YouTube I got, I got, a, <laughs> I got oh. a lot of I got a lot of good stories. Okay, so the first one was in a Washington Post article. I was like, this seems legit. And then I checked the source. It was the Weekly World News oh, that hey. had this story. So I'll tell this one first because it's probably bullshit. That is, yeah. It, it's like absolutely bullshit, honestly. Uh, it's from the 1980s. 1986 in Beirut, Lebanon. He's a physician named Ira Khan was stuck in traffic, had acute appendicitis, was just like, ah, oh, it hurts so much. Just kind of in traffic, performed surgery on himself. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing some yeah. eye rolls. Of course, it, little, didn't, of course right. it didn't happen. You know? Yeah. It's just like, in go around. Yeah, to be that. <laughs> fucking, this With commute is killing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this commute like a pain in my side. <laughs> I feel like people have probably given themselves tracheotomies. 
People done all sorts of horrible yes. things to themselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy. The first person to do a self-appendectomy as I found is a man named Evan O'Neill Kane. He was practicing medicine between 1880 and 1930. So he's in that period where <laughs> they're like... Bacteria. Did you hear about this yeah. stuff? Back when they were practicing medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, they were not perfect. Yeah. 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 That's the reason they call it practicing and not perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know? Were there germaphobes before we knew about bacteria? Were <laughs> they just, just like, like, I got a feeling just something's like a generalized up. anxiety disorder. <laughs> yeah. Just like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to shake your hand. I just got a bad feeling, yeah. man. So Dr. Evan O'Neill Kane lived in a town named Kane, Pennsylvania, and he practiced at Kane Summit Hospital. Oh, and if you're noticing Christ. that Maybe there's something going on with that name. Yes. <laughs> he is from Pennsylvania, like royalty. His okay. dad was a was a general in the Civil War who was best friends with Brigham Young. His uncle was a famous Arctic explorer, and his son oh, definitely geez. didn't murder his wife. <laughs> okay, perhaps that's <laughs> Hershey kiss my ass. Pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so are we are we to imply that this guy bought himself a medical degree license or he is a doctor He's, he comes from a family of doctors okay the canes are all doctors and, and as much as they love doctoring they go ahead and make themselves a hospital okay These families love to all be doctors uh, it's so weird such a weird I, one, if one of my friends was like, told me they were going to become a doctor i'd be like what is wrong with you like like, like, <laughs> like how is everyone doing this <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyways, his son definitely... Oh, geez, sorry, guys. No, <laughs> no, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of an issue with it when it's just like, oh, your whole family has to be doctors. You gotta be all fucking doctors. Mm -hmm. It's a weird... Yeah. If yeah. one of your friends, his parents, like, worked at the UPS and wanted to be a doctor, I'd say, go be a doctor, pal. Yeah, I don't know why you're against well, no, just your Well, being friends. a doctor is crazy. I don't know. It takes a lot of, a lot I of work. I think it's good. And, people, that, I think it's and like, good. yeah, it's... I think it's good. good. <laughs> Okay. You speak, you think so little of your friends. Yeah, it's just such a normal, not weird thing to want to be, play God in these people. <laughs> Am I revealing a weird complex I have? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. choose <laughs> if I live or die when I'm seven. Choose. <laughs> Die. Let's, let's, let's die. let's choose. Let's to die. I did a lot of lives this morning. Let's do a die. <laughs> Those bristles are going to be kicking in here. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to be the first podcast about up the appendix to induce appendicitis. All right, so Kane was an inventor. <clears throat> Kane was an innovator in the field of railway medicine, which was its own <laughs> that's separate like a, thing. That's like at what the like time. street drugs should be called. That is basically what it was. Yeah. So railway medicine, because people who worked in like these industrial fields, like way out in the frontier and whatever, were so far away from hospitals, they were like, "We got to come up with a whole field of medicine just for when you're not by the hospital." Okay, yeah. So a lot of his innovations, and he was an innovative guy. A lot of his innovations are things like. Performing surgery with things that you can pick up at the hardware store. Oh, boy. So he is credited with inventing asbestos bandages. <laughs> I feel like your house just makes those over time. A kerosene headlamp. Very cool. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That is, that is some Mad Max yeah. shit. He was, he had a lot of big ideas. Uh, one of his ideas that I thought was really funny was uh, he loved, well, for one thing, he loved to sign his name when he would stitch a patient shut. 
Oh lord! Like, he would like he, on their body. Yeah, he would. What uh, in the stitches with India ink? He would sign the Morse code letter for K, which is dash dot dash. Oh, uh, I know. So oh, he yeah, wasn't oh, yeah. even willing to fess up to it. <laughs> Doctors aren't weird. They don't have god complexes. Okay, <laughs> well, one guy. This, I literally just got introduced this guy as a guy who literally cut himself open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, he's kind of a weird. Yeah, that's very. Uh, Another innovation that he had. So he, the Kane Summit was a smaller hospital. So his idea that he wanted to implement was he wanted to give newborn infants and mothers matching tattoos, so there could be no mistake. Dude, tat up that baby. I kind of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's, here's, I love a baby with an I heart mom <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> here's, like, we know he's going to get it anyway. Here's the quote. In Kane's view, complex clerical systems designed to prevent errors that might be implemented in a large hospital were impracticable in a small hospital because the administration's rate of staff to run it were simply not available. Kane also argued as it was impossible to pro- positively prove that a mistake had not been made with a purely clerical system. So at some point, this guy fucked up a baby and gave it to the wrong mom and it was like really trying to live down yeah, yeah bracelets yeah. gotta be working great right <laughs> did I, they not do bracelets i can't I imagine how often like that shit yeah. switched at birth you wouldn't know i look would it really matter if you got a switch baby that's why i go my, if i have a, a newborn uh the, the outfit you, we're putting it in first is something unmistakable yeah sailor suit like something a god smack t-shirt <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, Ronald Reagan mask. Yeah, <laughs> but a Godsmack T-shirt too small for a newborn. It's, it's like, where did you get? Where did you find Is this for a horn husk doll? Yeah. <laughs> a dog sweater. A haunted. A dog sweater with ACDC knitted know, into it. I don't know what to tell you. My dog just loves Godsmack. <laughs> And of course, he was really into the temperance movement, and he was against alcohol. That was a big, big hot. Yeah, thing this guy shouldn't be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he was against alcohol, and I think as in a direct relation to that, he was also against general anesthetics. And to uh, be fair, general anesthetics at the time were pretty dangerous. Was alcohol? Well, yeah. So he was against alcohol in medicine in particular, but against it in general as well. I feel like if you come from quote unquote Pennsylvania royalty <laughs> or any sort of like old God, what a fucking dig. I didn't even realize how mean you could say the phrase <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania royalty just now. Well just like old money America was very like pure like yeah. Puritan am I using that right? Puritanical sure, I mean, or like this was also there I think there were good moments of the pure of the temperance movement, but there was also just like a a lot of rubes who wanted like a, to ruin a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so he's against Alcohol, he's against general anesthetic. He wants to cut back on the amount of surgeries that use a full knockout gas, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they're using. Which they still do that. Actually, they do. They, but like, I mean, like, at the time, well, they're using, like they they're still trying to find ways to not have to use it because absolutely dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so he tries. To, he wants to prove that you can perform an appendectomy. Without putting someone completely under, you could just oh, use Novocaine. Okay, and so he's he's he moves to Novocaine instead of cocaine, what a razzle, which are the, man, the two man. options you have are cocaine and Novocaine at the time for local anesthetic. Wait, cocaine numbs you up that good? I guess so. Do do they rub it on the area or something? I guess I would have to because like when you can't just be high on cocaine. You, I, right? I don't think you snort it. I think they were right. like, yeah yeah they hmm yeah I don't know enough about cocaine. <laughs> 
Well, let's find out tonight, fellas. Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I said I always wanted to try it, the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us alone in this yeah, apartment yeah. recording a podcast. One this day, already hot apartment. Yeah. One day we will do that. One day we'll record a full cocaine podcast. Yeah, a smash cup. We're 10 hours deep <laughs> into this thing. <laughs> we're already so deep my into God. this. Uh, okay, let's, let's, let's try to get through the fucking self-appendectomies. Uh, he performs like over 400 appendectomies. He's like old hat to this surgery and it's mm-hmm. pretty well documented at the time. Uh, but no one is willing to go under local anesthetic and be conscious for the surgery. Well, that is one man until <laughs> he feels a sharp pain in his side and says, ah, an opportunity. <laughs> Wow, sometimes when yeah, when opportunity meets preparation, man. <laughs> and he actually performed self surgery before. Uh, so he performs the appendectomy in nineteen surgery in nineteen twenty one. He performs the appendectomy in nineteen nineteen. He amputated one of his fingers due to infection. Now I don't know. That's either the most complicated surgery in the world or one of the so simplest. Easy. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like I think it's easy. Cleaver actually. to hand, pop. Yeah. yeah, I feel like so, you could even set up an automatic like a, a finger guillotine kind of thing. Yeah. So he's doing this this appendectomy lefty. <laughs> like, I imagine it was not an obstructive finger, okay. or he at least figured it out. Did he invent the cigar cutter? <laughs> <laughs> give you an obstructive finger. Okay, oh. and this was a big thing. And okay, so as I mentioned, as I mentioned a little bit before, his son did have a high profile murder trial. Oh, <laughs> during yeah. which his he wife, was the defendant in a high. Yes, his wife drowned on their honeymoon. Oh, crime of passion. <laughs> no, no, she drowned. Uh-oh. She drowned. And Ev- oh, yeah, chop, chop yeah. it up. Evan O'Neill Kane came on to testify. Doc, the Dr. Kane came uh-huh. on to testify that his son, that his, that his daughter-in-law had a heart condition that made it easy for her to drown. <laughs> oh, no. And I'd be like, like... As a doctor, I could tell that women can't it's drown, actually. <laughs> so he's, like, doing this to defend his son. He's got a lot of press. And then I do kind of feel like he does this to kind of pull away from the my Whoa. son is a murderer press to be like, well, what about this headline? Here's a headline for you. Doctor performs surgery on himself. She... Tr- th- th- it's going to stand to, to be like she drowned too easy. <laughs> Wasn't his fault. Her heart made her drown. Her heart made yeah. her drown. She was born with a heart too big. A, a waterlogged heart. <laughs> so yeah, he gets like an article written up about him in like nineteen, the popular science magazine when they're talking about anesthetic. So I think he's really just pulling press away. Yeah. Though he is addicted. He's to like, self- and, and look at the cool hat I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I mean, he also just loves self-surgery because he does it again when he's like 60 or 70 years old. And he, has he, he always done it without anesthetic for him? The finger too? I don't know. I don't I know if he finger. strongly doesn't believe in anesthetic. Probably not, right? Yeah, I'd imagine. Well, I, but also you can't be under general anesthetic. He, he's, he's local, oh, yeah, I guess if you're doing it yourself, yeah. you can't. If you're doing it yourself, you just can't, you know? Uh, he did also, when as an older man, operate on his own hernia. Oh, <laughs> he, that one's... R- that oh. one's really rough. He actually makes it all the way to the end, but then is too weak to do the stitches. So he has to have someone else do it. He's like, don't forget the, the K, the Morse code K. Oh, that, are you joking? No, I'm not joking. He has his assistant oh. sew it closed and make sure that he does it with the signature dash dot dash. Jesus. 
that is He's one a, of the wor- one of the less good things I've, <laughs> I've been told about. Do you want to hear about the, the cool guy who removed his own appendix? Whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a nerd. A, a real, this happened out on the swell. <laughs> I got I got a nerd who did it and a freaking cool jock who did it. Hell How did this guy Joe Camel? This guy's name Lanid Rogozov. Lanid? Leonid. He's Leonid. Soviet. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. was born in Siberia in 1934. Yeah. He's just from the middle of fucking nowhere. He's a general practitioner who's like in the middle of his schooling to become a surgeon when he gets the opportunity to go on a Soviet expedition to the Antarctic in 1960. Oh, boy. Oh, so this was like a no one was around. What is medicine he, is happening? On, what is he going to the well, Antarctic? Well, he's going down with 12 other people. He's the doctor. You know how like in Star uh, Trek they have a doctor okay. on the ship? Yeah. But the issue is what happens when the doctor gets sick? They're uh-huh. a thousand miles from the nearest Soviet base or near uh, Soviet ally base bro. in Antarctica. He gets stationed at, and I'm only going to say this once, Neolazarescia Station. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've been doing okay with these, honestly. Yeah. Someone said uh, my great coon pronunciations were better than a lot of people that talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> People are trying to build a case that you watch anime. <laughs> Ironclad. I have files. Yeah. 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 So he's stationed there. It's a thousand miles from the earth station. And the reason I was like, I just have to include this guy. I only wanted to do the one story about a guy removing his own appendix. But I just decided this is the way this man writes. I just have to. Okay. He describes it as <laughs> he describes the pain he starts to feel in his side as a snowstorm whipping through my soul, <laughs> wailing like a hundred jackals. I love the idea okay. of being in Siberia and ev- describing everything like a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an actor. Right, to them, it's just like, oh, that's yeah, a, okay. to, him, to them, that's a lame metaphor. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like, like oh, oh, what yeah, a heck. snowstorm. Yeah, everything's oh. like that here. It is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting how much this guy fucking hates Antarctica. Well, as a of si- course. Well, I, as, oh, a, as a Siberian, as a Siberian <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. well, what's the fucking difference? <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, <laughs> this is actually I, I included it a little bit later, but this actually just is a quote from his diary before his appendicitis. <laughs> I feel sad today. What are you gonna do? Something more like and more often, waves of dull homesickness and hatred of this cursed Antarctica wash over me. How odd it seems that I ever agreed to go on this expedition. All the exoticism of Antarctica was exhausted within a month, and in return I'm losing two years of my life. My clinic, which I love more than any worldly pleasure, seems as far from here as Mars. Wow. <laughs> so this guy's okay. got a poet soul. But this is, yeah. it is stuck in Antarctica with a bunch of jocks. It, it's hard to trust the translation, though, because it's like, it's like it could have just been like, this sucks. <laughs> and the right. guy was like... Yeah, that's why we think Tolstoy is great. Tolstoy was actually <laughs> yeah. very plain spoken. <laughs> yeah. And then the Russian to English just comes across as very... Yeah, they do it all the heavy Why? Thing. Why do you say he's with jocks? What were they there for? I mean, they were just doing research. They were all nerds, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they're a snow nerd. Yeah, you make it sound like they're like sled dog mushers or they're they're doing the <laughs> thing where you you uh, ski around and shoot guns. What do you call that? Biathlon. Even those guys Biathlon. aren't jocks, though. Man, you, it's tough to be a jock in the snow. <laughs> yeah, dude. Most snow sports are kind of nerdy. A little bit. Well, they're like that's like cool. Those are like the burnout. You play sports. the, the like, jockiest snow sport, though. Don't yeah. You? Hockey. Of hockey. Yeah. Snow, snowboarding's kind of cool. Oh, snowboarding. But but it's like I'm a not cool, saying jocks are like cool. It's like a burnout. That's like a burn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Skate, they're like skater dudes. Yeah, there's snow. There's snow burnouts. 
Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Play the Jackie one. Burn out in the snow. Uh, yeah, I also kind of feel like if you're the doctor on this, I don't know what you're doing other than like checking up on the other 12 guys. Right. Yeah. I feel like, like you're put just... on a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cold. Although I bet in this, you'd like, that's tough territory to be in. Well, sure. Uh, okay, so it's it's April, which is the Antarctic winter. It's the tail end of the Antarctic winter. Okay. Or actually the beginning of it. The very beginning of Antarctic winter is in April. Uh, at, it, it's April. He's got a shooting pain in his side. He's like, uh-oh. I caramba. <laughs> I know what this is. Uh, he, they try to get in contact with other people. He very quickly realizes that there's it, only one way this yeah, is going to go down. Happen. Oh my God. He dude. enlists. Okay. This guy is so fucking like, I mean, this is metal. Not to play on stereotypes, but he's the most like stoic Russian man. He could possibly, <laughs> he enlists two of the guys just to be like, to hold him, literally just to prop him up, get, hand him scalpels oh, and shit. No. And he instructs them how to inject him with adrenaline if he ever passes out <laughs> that's all they're there to do so this is like a pulp fiction kind of yeah moment he's, he's doing it on himself oh. at first he's doing it through a mirror and then eventually he's like oh, i can't the work angles bad oh. he's, eventually he's like i can't work in reverse so he just does it by feel no gloves just hands in there he can feel his snowstorm it <laughs> <laughs> sounds a bit Remo- chaotic to- removes his own appendix flicks it at the wall it sticks slides down <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that's how you can it. tell it's cooked oh he would eat it <laughs> sews himself back up and like he's like he's this takes like over an hour it's he's exhausted he doesn't rest until he has the other guys clean up the station well, and disinfect have, the tool you have to have a tidy station and then he rests and he becomes like a national hero it's like a medal of honor yeah. for this this is also at the same time as like the cosmonaut programs are starting so it's like Yuri, what's his face? The guy that Gregarin? Yeah. Yeah. That guy, they're like, here are our two heroes. This guy and this fucking weird dude who got his own appendix out. Yeah, he 127 houred himself. Yeah, basically, like, right? It's interesting. Okay. Oh, I'm adding that to the oh, list. But, um I can you be a hero for saving yourself? I know it was brave. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it was you, certainly it's brave. It's not necessarily heroic. <laughs> Thank you. I don't you. Really know if it's brave either. I think it's... it's, it's, it's imp- I would say it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. And impressive. I also... I'd say there's an element of bravery. There's yeah, I would just die. <laughs> there, right. I right. think I, a lot of people would just die. Yeah, but is that cowardice? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. If I you're doing so. it, it's kind yeah, of that's, yeah. <laughs> that's that was my deciding factor. <laughs> yeah, if, when if, you said I would just do this, I was like, well, that's should have used someone else. If the appendix breaks in my yellow belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, he also I don't know, he just seems like a cool guy because he's hailed as a national hero and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude. He's like, I have just, to write my winter poems. <laughs> Poetry might suck. You're right. I think. Well, I mean, yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, for a guy, he's not a poet. He's, he's doc for a doctor. It's I the bet best. That's po- in the upper echelon yeah. of doctor's poetry. It's the best poetry anyone who's performed surgery on the process. <laughs> <right now. laughs> but yeah, I I got lost in the rabbit hole of self appendectomies, but. That's all that's all the the stories of the appendix that I have yeah, for us today. Right. I can only speak so much on a thing that is literally just a part of the human anatomy. It is a loser body part, but it seems like in being such a loser, it has given birth to certain heroes, <laughs> such as this Russian man. Yeah, this Russian man whose name Leonid? Leonid, yeah. Leonid. Or Leonid, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Zdrasvitya. <laughs> It's Russian. Is that <laughs> hello? Just mush oh, okay. making. Oh, okay, you said a, you said a word in Russian. I thought you were just making Russian noises. I kind of oh. did too. Yeah, yeah Rogosov. Wow, 
the little Rogaine. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe. Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I pictured him just in a big Slavic hat. <laughs> Jamie, can you uh, pull up how to do an appendectomy on yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, pull up the. <laughs> Did we need a Jamie. Jamie, pull up uh pull up analogies for pain inside of me. <laughs> yeah. Pull up cool, no storm, cool that seems out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the first one. We see what they did. Well, that has been this episode of the American. Wait a Journal second, of... aren't you gonna thank me? <laughs> one of the more chaotic uh episodes we've done. Literally... Thank you, Joey. I'm starting to regret it because I literally was like panicking about how this wasn't a neat narrative, how it was just a bunch of fun facts, kinda. And I was like, guys, bring a lot of stories, come loose, let's get really drunk. Well, yes. then we ended up going, I think uh Pretty by well. our count by our count, we are our hour three of recording this podcast. <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to mention it, but Joey poured two large glasses of whiskey. <laughs> Hefty. And I was like, okay, something's up here. But uh, we'll let the listeners decide. I had fun. I'll be honest. Yeah. I had a good hey, time. Hey, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, that's a well-written podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those stage saves that people do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> Oh, that murders in Beloit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This podcast <laughs> This podcast is so popular. Oh, I see oh. some of you are starting to get it. <laughs> oh, you guys get grossed out by the human body, huh? <laughs> I guess so, body negative. I get so grossed out. I'm literally never doing this again. Oh, some, some of the stories I was just like, I, was I'm like, so, I can't. I'm so squeamish. I couldn't. Yeah. I watched videos of people being like, well, here's the appendix. Like, ugh. Oh. What why? Did you, I don't, what did that add to you? It added to your I turned them off before they got to the appendix. So yeah. I just saw, they're like, here's the flap. And I was like, there's a flap? No, 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 no. Don't show me the flap. The flap. <laughs> you know there's a flap? I can't look at the flap. <laughs> I hated it. You two are overheating, yet I'm the one that's saying, let's. we're, we're going to end the podcast here. Yeah, Thank we you are, all. We are done. Thank you all for listening. Uh, find us online. Give us some ratings. We can still use some of those. Hey, and, us uh, let, let us know what you thought. Of, reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of. If you want to learn about, uh, I don't know, what's another loser loser body part? The male penis, huh? And all the problems that come from that. <laughs> I don't think we're doing a I male I don't think we pe- can cover the problems. I don't, I don't think we're doing a male penis yeah. episode anytime soon. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Give us feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, reach out to us. And uh, you know what? Just be safe out there. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, don't, Keep your don't. toothbrush outside of your body. Yeah, no <laughs> unexpected bursting. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye.